very, very close couple relationships and step families, kids actually don't do as well. And we think that's because the parent is being pulled too far away from that one-to-one time. In the Blend is a podcast series that helps parents navigate life within a blended family. Join me as I speak with experts and guests to get practical advice on how to have a harmonious blended family life. This series dives deep into the unique dynamics, logistics, and challenges of raising a blended family. From new partners to juggling mixed finances, we will help guide you through it. Welcome back to another episode of In The Blend. Now, I am pretty excited to share this one with you in which I had the great privilege of speaking with the esteemed Dr. Patricia Papanow, widely recognized as one of the world's foremost experts on blended families. During our chat, we unpack the five key challenges faced by step families and explore her expert strategies to conquer them. Now, her wealth of insights was so abundant that we've split the discussion into two parts. So in this episode, part one, Dr. Papanow will delve into the first three challenges, which relate to the step-parent, parent roles, children, and also parenting versus step-parenting. And then in part two, we'll cover off the final couple. Personally, I gleaned so many invaluable takeaways, and I'm thrilled to share this absolute treasure trove of wisdom with you. So without further delay, let's plunge into the first installment of this enlightening conversation. Well, welcome, Patricia, and I am absolutely delighted to be speaking with you today. Patricia, it's really quite an honor to have you here on the show. For those who don't know you, Patricia is widely recognized as one of the world's foremost experts on blended families. You've authored two of the most helpful books on step families out there, Surviving and Thriving in Step Family Relationships and also the Step Family Handbook. And I know you bring more than 40 years of clinical experience in helping step families all over the world. So where on earth do we start here, Patricia? Let's start with, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you down this path to specialization in step families? Well, I my first marriage was to a man who had a five-year-old and a nine-year-old when I met him. And then a few years later, I needed to do a dissertation. I was in a graduate clinical program. And lucky me, they didn't make me do a statistics dissertation because I absolutely stink at numbers. It was what's called a qualitative dissertation um, where I could interview people. And I noticed that in my own step family that things had changed. And it wasn't just that the kids were had gone from 5 to 9 and 9 to 13, but that something had, developmental had shifted. So I interviewed step parents and my dissertation was on stages of development and becoming a step parent and I got hooked and I have been doing it ever since. <laughs> oh, there you go. So it was the personal experience that coupled with that professional background as well that that worked well together there. I can I can tell you that at the time that I did my dissertation you're supposed to do it's called a literature review. It was the easiest literature review in the world cuz at that time which is about the late 70s, there was almost nothing written. Mm. Now it's completely, we have a huge amount of research now. Mm. Not, not enough clinical work, but a huge amount of research. Mm. And now if I sit on a dissertation committee, I have to help somebody sort through what to read and what not. So that's yes. how I got into it. And now I'm in my second marriage. I was single. Yeah. I had a daughter in that marriage. I was single for 10 years. 
And I've been with this, let's see, we've been together like 28 years, I think. I have oh, wow. three stepkids, okay. older stepkids, seven yes. step grandkids. My daughter now has three little ones. So. Of her own. My goodness. Okay. Well, today we're here to talk about the five major challenges you've identified that the step family structures create, and you've identified those based on your extensive research and experience. And then we'll cover off some practical tips and tricks in terms of how to tackle them. So let's dive straight in. Can you kick us off with number one? Well, I actually think we probably need to back up and talk about why step families are different from first time families, mm. because it's that difference that makes these challenges. And I call it a first time or a first partner family. The couple has some time together to get to know each other, to build trust, to be in love, um, to learn that he doesn't load the dishwasher the way that I do, and to have that be become a little bit ordinary. And in a first-time family, the child enters the adult's already established relationship. And very important for our story, children in a first-time family enter hardwired for what we call attachment to both their parents and vice versa. Mm. And the next child and the next enter that already existing network of connection and caring and also values and how we do things. Um, you know, we eat great nuts for breakfast. You guys, I don't know if you have great nuts in Australia. It's a very, <laughs> oh, it's a very know of. <laughs> boring whole wheat cereal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I raised my daughter on. <laughs> um, that's who we are. When there's a divorce, um, th we now have two single parent families, at least mostly in the United States. Um, and the new person with or without kids comes in as an outsider to an already established parent-child relationship. The couple relationship and the step-parent-step-child relationship are much newer. And the parent-child relationship is pre-existing that hardwired attachment is there and all those layers of how we do things and um, another parent in another household. So that's mm -hmm. how step families are different. And that structure makes five challenges. Yes. And now to answer your question, the first challenge is uh, step parents are stuck outsiders and parents are stuck insiders, meaning uh, my, I'm the parent, you're the step parent. My daughter uh, gets off the bus and she made the soccer team or she did not make the soccer team. Mm -hmm. Now, step parents are very important to children, but when a child has something that they need to just bring to, to someone, it's their parent usually. So she gets off the bus and just before the, she gets off the bus, you got a moment with me. Mm -hmm. And the two of us are talking. And my daughter bursts in and says, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm a good mommy. So what do I do? I turn towards my daughter and I have turned away from you. She is not coming towards you. She is coming towards me. And you are now left out. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. We are not wired for that. We are wired for, if you care about me, you turn towards me. But in a step family, every time a child enters a room or the conversation, the parent has that hardwired attachment and shared connection. And the child needs the parent, usually, not the step parent. So the step parents are left out a lot. 
and left out feels rejected, invisible, mm. um, not a good feeling. Now, parents are stuck insiders. Later, you know, we have a moment alone and you say, uh, well, if you say it sweetly, you say, sweetie, that was hard for me. What was hard for you? <laughs> when your daughter came home, what was hard about that? <laughs> oh, they, you know, I got, she didn't even talk to me. Oh, you know, what, yeah. what's your problem? She's my kid. Um, and now you're left out again, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, if you handle it badly, you're going to say, you did it again. Real easy yeah. to do. You did it again. And how defensive am I going to be? So stuck insiders are, if I turn to my kid, my sweetheart is unhappy. If I didn't turn to my kid and I told my daughter to wait, 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 my daughter would be unhappy. And then let's add, if I please my ex-spouse and keep the peace, my partner may not be pleased and vice versa. So that's mm. the insider outsider challenge. Mm, that's a big one. That is it's a big a one. big one. And it, it doesn't is. go away. It doesn't go away. And I think in particular, new step parents would struggle with that one the most. Um, it, although it doesn't go away, but uh, you get used to it as time goes by or it you learn does, how to cope with it. It does really help to know that mm. it's the structure. It's not that you're mm. doing something wrong. You know, I would have couples come back 15 or 20 years later because I don't know, a stepkid was getting married and the tension went up or something happened, college costs. And, and then it's, oh, you are so helpful. And I always ask what was helpful. And the step parent always says, insiders and outsiders, I knew I wasn't crazy. Mm -hmm. And the parent says, I knew I wasn't failing. Yes. So it is helpful to know it's normal. However, it's hard. What do you do? Now, there are a couple of concrete things that help. One thing that's a little bit non-intuitive is one-to-one -one time. Step families really do need to spend time together. You know, it's a new collection of people, and we've got to build a sense of ourselves. And so step families need to spend time together doing fun things. However, every time the whole family is together, this insider-outsider thing is smacking your face. Mm -hmm. So really important to carve out one-to-one -one time. In a minute, we're going to talk about kids. It's really important for kids also. Yes. And for step-parents and step-children. But you need some time. When you, if you're the step-parent where you know you've, you've got your sweetie's attention. And your sweetie, if I'm the insider, I need to know there's a time I can turn to my sweetie without worrying about my kid. And sometimes it's even tiny moments in the morning before the kids get up or, um, you know, making sure we have a really good hug before we go to sleep. One-to-one um, -one time really helps. Yeah. A lot. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So important for the couple relationship. So let's move on then to number two and, and talk about the kids. So, so the second challenge is that step families are very different from first-time families for children. For children, step families, children and step families often struggle with losses, mm -hmm. loyalty binds, and change. So loss. Well, first of all, of course, we have the loss of divorce. But study after study has told us that when parents recouple, kids lose significant time and attention from their parents. Mm -hmm. 
And that's because adults are just as nuts when they fall in love as any adolescent. They're texting at dinner and they're texting while they're supposedly doing a homework. And then when a new partner uh, moves in or begins to hang around more, again, if the parent is going to turn to their partner, they are turning away from their kid. Yes. In a first time family, if I turn to my sweetie, as long as I'm not, we're not all over each other, my kid feels connected and that partner is connected to my kid. This partner isn't connected to my kid, even if they're very friendly. So, you know, kids will often say, uh, I miss my daddy. Uh, it used to be just us. Uh, so there's, there's the, the loss of a one-to-one um, real connection with uh, mom or dad at a time of a huge change when children especially need parental connection. And here's the other thing. The adults are thrilled. And here's a kid saying, I hate her. And now what the kid needs is, oh, sweetie, you're having a tough time. Mm. But how easy for me to say, but she's a nice person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or even worse, I don't ever want to hear you say that again. You know? Yeah. So exactly what kids most need from parents um, is a, is somewhat non-intuitive. Parents really have to, uh, it helps to know something because you don't have the experience. It helps to learn, you know, listening to podcasts like this, yeah. that your kid may be struggling and feeling things that you're not feeling. And if you can turn and open your heart to that, that's what will help kids. The best medicine for kids is grownups who get it. Yes. And that ain't easy for a parent when your kid is hurting because of something you did. That's a challenge. So that's losses. Um, and then, of course, there are the losses of um, child position. My husband had two sons and a daughter. His daughter was the third born, the very much wanted girl, the only girl. And I come along with a daughter. Mm. 27 years later, I think it's still hard for my stepdaughter. She a huge loss for her of being the special one. Um, and then, of course, there are all the losses of moving. and um, So, but let's go on to loyalty binds. If I care about my step-parent, I'm disloyal to, to my parent. If I care about my step-mom, I'm disloyal to my step, my step, my mom. If I care about my step-dad, I'm disloyal to my dad. Um, and the loyalty binds seem to be almost uh, genetic in our culture. There are cultures that much are much more uh, supportive, accepting of um, everybody in the village, parents, the kid. But our culture is very much, you have a, uh, two parents and kids. Um, so it's uh, kids are more likely to feel a loyalty bind in our culture than in some others. Um, Interesting. And when a parent recouples, it can be very hard for the other parent. I mean, who grew up being a parent expecting to have to share my kids with somebody I did not choose and I cannot supervise, who they might love more than me? <laughs> yeah. So um, if the other parent is having a hard time, that, that can intensify the loyalty bind for kids. So really important for kids, the research is kids do best 
when they have positive relationships with both mom and dad, both mom and stepmom, both dad and stepdad, it's a gay relationship with, you know, with all of the parents. That's when kids do best. And if your ex is uh, bad mouthing, don't you participate. Mm. Don't you can say things like, gee, that must be hard to hear. That must be confusing. Uh, but not she's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's super helpful advice. I think uh, the the role play of sorts that you offered up earlier where you suggested saying just acknowledging to the child that must be really hard for you is yes. is a really important takeaway for those listening because ordinarily it can be very easy to react off the cuff or in the moment uh, i assume if you're the biological parent or or the step parent but but for either the biological parent or the step parent to be able to to acknowledge, hey, this this looks like it's really this must hard be tough. for you, I think is a really yeah. nice way to. It's a really good way through. Mommy says you're a bitch. Well, now that's a little hard for a stepmom to hear. But if you can take a breath and say, "Boy, that must be that must be confusing," uh, it, it, kids will do better. Yeah. That's such good advice. The other thing that I tell um, stepmoms especially like to show that they really love their stepkids. If you're in the same, uh, if you're at a basketball game or a dance concert with uh, your kid's mom, your stepkid's mom, and that mom is having a hard time, this is not the time to show that you love your stepkids. A triggered other ex-spouse is toxic for everybody. In your very best self-interest, you step back and let that parent step forward. And it may be painful. You may need some extra hugs from your partner later um, or ahead. Uh, but it better for everybody if that, if your stepkid's other parent um, is not jealous of you. And again, let's talk about one-to-one -one time. Yes. Really important for parent, you know, our our first time family map is the couple is the center of the family. And if the couple's okay, the kids are okay. This is somewhat true in first time families. In step families, it's both and. Uh, we need the couple to be okay and we need the parent child to be okay. And the couple does need a lot of nurturing because it's new and being pulled apart. But very, very close couple relationships in step families, kids actually don't do as well. And we think that's because the parent is being pulled too far away from that one-to-one -one time. So one-to-one -one time for parents and children and for the couple, mm. both makes a big difference. What about for the step-parent and the stepchild, Patricia? Would you recommend that? That's the next, that's actually the next challenge. Oh, so yes, okay. step-parents and stepchildren also need time alone together because every time the parent is in the room, that stronger relationship uh, trumps the words ruined, uh, uh, is stronger, and this step parent ends up as an outsider. So, step parents and step children also need time alone together. And that actually pulls us right into the third challenge. Shall we just go there? Yeah, let's do it. The third challenge, the way I'm say saying it now, is that parenting and step parenting are very different, and they are both important. So 
we've talked about parenting. Parent, you know, parents have that attachment to their kids. Um, parents don't have it. And let's say you've got a kid in a loyalty bind. Mom is really complaining about stepmom. That kid's not going to be very available to a step parent, to the warmest step parent. So on this one, what I'm going to start with is what works and what doesn't, because we have a lot of research about what works. It is not intuitive and it is so important. So here's the first most important, one of the most important things. Uh, step parents often expect to step into discipline. I'm the adult in the house. That makes sense. It turns out the research is very clear and we now have several decades of research. Parents need to retain the disciplinary role, the limit setting role. Yes. Until or unless uh, children, stepchildren feel they have a trusting, caring relationship with their step parent. So that means what we tell step parents is your job is to focus on, I call it connection, not correction. You're going to want to, you want to lead with warmth, not control. Uh, you want to get to know your stepkids. And here's where that one-to-one -one time comes in. You know, your, your stepkid likes to bake, likes chocolate cakes. Teach them how to make a chocolate cake. You know, you've got a kid, a really, really shy, shy 12-year-old kid in a case I was involved with recently, 12-year-old boy. Well, his stepmom, uh, he was a basketball player, and his stepmom was captain of the, her high school blast basketball team. This kid could barely look at this woman, <laughs> but they could play basketball together. And that's how they started playing basketball, shooting baskets. That was easy for this kid and easy for the stepmom. Mm. That's the first and probably most important. The other thing, this is recent research. It turns out there's a range of step parent roles that work. Ranging from very close parent-like, much more likely if kids are eight and under, um, to academically focused. Big percentage of both stepmothers and stepfathers are real involved with homework and academics to fairly casual but warm talking about sports or school, playing games together. Maybe stepmom drives you to dance and you talk, you play Taylor Swift, you know, um, <clears throat> all three of those, and they're very different. All three of those are connected to better, good well-being in kids. Interesting. What's not connected is the very worst for children is something called authoritarian parenting. Mm -hmm. Authoritarian is you will do this or else. And absence just not connected. Although the research is when the step parent is somewhat absent, inactive, disconnected, often the whole family is disconnected. The couple is disconnected. The parent and child are disconnected. And the child is not well connected to the parent in the other house. So it, that may be sort of in a whole context of disconnection. But all three of those very different step parent roles are very positive for kids. But here's the challenge. Parents, step-parents all over the world want more structure and limits for their stepkids. Almost, I'd say about 85%. <laughs> Parents all over the world want more love and understanding for their kids. 
So the kid leaves a mess and the parent says, uh, oh yeah, you know, she, the kid goes in and makes herself a sandwich and she leaves mayonnaise, she leaves the mayonnaise out, she leaves, you know, she makes a mess and she leaves the dishes in the sink. Uh, now, the parent is saying, great, she made her own sandwich. I'm thrilled. <laughs> this grandparent walks in the kitchen and it's a mess. And how much harder is the kid who makes the mess is a kid who barely can speak to me. Much, much harder. So that pushes step parents and parents into kind of opposite corners where it is easy for the step parent to want more limits and the parent to say to want fewer limits and if it goes well step parents can often help parents firm up you know my husband would say honey you just let her get away with murder and you know you just went out and bought her this and this that she because she forgot that and that and you didn't teach her to not forget that and that <laughs> and like oh yeah yeah you're right um you know he's helping me firm up and i'm saying listen my kid has add i have add <laughs> uh, meaning we both forget things a lot so you know i just go out and get it it's easier <laughs> um so he you know for him to understand where she's coming from he hated that she did her, her homework in the kitchen yeah um my kid has learning disabilities she needed she needed basically one-to-one -one help the whole time she's doing homework why doesn't she go upstairs she can't well finally my husband said what if the books don't stay out there for eight hours what if after the books are out there for two hours she puts them away i'll build her shelves so he's helped me firm up i'm saying to my kid okay honey it's been three hours uh, let's put these away and i'm helping him soften up that works well mm. where it doesn't work well i call that a collaborative cha-cha where it doesn't work well is uh, the, the step parent says, your kid is getting away with murder. And the parent says, what's your problem? She's just being a kid. The step parent gets more frustrated, gets more pushy. The parent gets more protective. I call it the polarization polka. It pulls step parents into that authoritarian, you will clean up this mess right now. And it pulls parents into, uh, you know, throwing their hands up. What actually what kids need from their parents, it's called authoritative parenting, warm, empathic, connected, and moderately firm. You need to clean these dishes up. I know you don't feel like it. Come on. Um, yeah. I need you to get it done or I can't let you, you know, I can't let you make sandwiches if you don't clean up. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's it. That. Doing that challenge well, this parenting, step-parenting challenge, is partly that what works is not out in the um, in people's hands. That's why I'm always glad to do things like this. And the second is that the structure pulls step-parents into more irritation and perhaps parents into more protectiveness. And how do you slow down and just really listen to each other it makes perfect sense the the image you painted of your daughter with the book sprawled out over the kitchen bench and and that's infuriating the stepdad and it it's coming to some sort of happy medium uh but doing that in a gentle 
a gentle yes, way. Yes, how to do it in a way that you're really hearing each other. That's right. It's a challenge. Mm. Now, sometimes it's reversed. Every now and then the parent is the more authoritarian. And the parent, the step parent is the more authoritative or sort of leading with warmth. Actually, my husband and I are reversed in that way with his kids. Okay. And boy, did that get me in with his middle son. <laughs> because he's coming down hard on my poor middle stepson who'd done something stupid. I don't know what. And I'm finally saying, honey, he's 16. You know, it's not... Give him a break. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, I, I think that my, I remember my stepson looking at me and saying, oh, thank you. <laughs> the research calls that siding, meaning you side with your stepkid okay. against the parent. It is one way that step parents can sometimes make a connection when there wasn't one. Yes. Um, yeah. And is that is that usually a result of the parenting style of the step parent? Like, like in your case, well, that is my parenting style. I tend to uh, have, I tend to err towards permissiveness. I'm almost always um, leading. Uh, it's easier for me to lead with warmth, and it's easier for my husband to lead with limits. We are a great pair. Yeah. <laughs> I happen to have my 19 year old step grandson living with us, and he's into coming down hard, and I'm into. Oh no! Wait a minute. He's 19. Together, we are a good team. Yeah. It is easier to be a team around my step-grandson than it was about my daughter. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, well, you balance each other out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the In The Blend podcast. The show notes for this episode are available at intheblend.com.au. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and please rate and review in your podcasting app. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. LinkedIn.